Warm welcome to the Hour Radio Podcast. The Hour Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. You're listening to Yawa Radio, your truly feel-good radio station. And welcome to the Happiness Hour with me, Carolyn King, where we increase the happiness in the world one story at a time. So today I am joined by the wonderful Pooja Kelka, founder of Realign You. Pooja is a mother of two teen daughters and comes from a teaching background. She's worked for a long time in the corporate world and both these experiences combined made her realise that she has a natural flair for coaching and helping people take control of their life and lifestyle. When she found out that this was her superpower, she decided to start training herself in coaching, coaching techniques and strategies. For her, theory and or practices needed to be backed by science and evidence. Unfortunately, we live in a world where this is becoming more and more essential as people have access to information very easily. This is when she found the neuro change method. This method is evidenced is evidence-based. Sorry, let me start that, say that again. This method is an evidence-based mind and brain science that can be easily implemented into one's daily life to bring about change. That sounds awesome, Pooja. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so really excited. excited. I'm, and I'm excited to have you here and I'm excited to learn more about you. Let's start with you. Talk to us about you and your life. Okay, so I come from India and um, I studied I studied there, most of my life went there and I came to Australia as um, after I got married to my husband. Um, when I was in India, I was, um, I, I grew up in quite fairly a more modest household. So education was very important. I had all the basics, but um, you know what? Luxuries were really luxuries. So, um, so I learned early on that, you know, material goods is not something that is, what brings you happiness. What really brings you happiness is to be able to be with your loved ones, to be grateful for what you have, to be to look beyond what you don't and um, look at how you can grow with what you actually have and what you possess. Now, all of us have superpowers in ourselves. And when we start looking at them is when you realize that um, we all can be happy because happiness, again, is a choice that we can make. And um, my biggest, uh, the thing that I got from my parents is along with a good level of education was also the gift of meditation. So I meditated since I was about four. That's my earliest memory. Wow. So I've meditated pretty much every day since. What that does is that it really makes you resilient. It makes you focus on what you want it makes you somehow take those actions that are bringing you closer to your goals but all that while there was no way to explain any of that and suddenly now I have a tool that can actually explain why that happens and that is the biggest excitement that I have and I would say my secret to my happiness would always be that because uh, when you meditate, you suddenly it's 
you look within yourself without judgment without and very objectively you look at your thoughts objectively it's almost as if a second a third person is telling you what it looks like and then the focus is not so much on how you feel but what you can do with what you've just learned about yourself and that's very beautiful i find so oh, i love that and i agree with you wholeheartedly but i'd love yeah. to know about you you know so you you grew up in india you moved to australia yeah. have you had any struggles yourself in life that you've had to overcome yes a lot because when i came to uh, to australia i suddenly realized i couldn't be a teacher anymore because uh, mm. the the um the qualifications at the time were not transferred over and which means i would have had to go through about four years of um proper graduation back in australia well by then i had studied so much that you know doing four years of study was not something i wanted to do and plus when you move to a new country you you are looking to find employment right yeah you, you're looking to find financial stability more so than education so the first thing was to start looking for a job <laughs> in a new country finding a job is so hard to believe me because doesn't matter how well educated you are how well you can speak the language people don't know what you can bring to the to the table there's no past skills that they know that you may have and it's it's really hard to convince people because they look at experiences what the experiences that you have had within the country so it takes a while to find that one person who's going to start believing in you and give you that chance luckily for me yeah i i had to look for a lot of jobs and that wouldn't come by how, how did that affect you emotionally that would have had uh, taken its toll on you wouldn't it oh yeah massively massively it really hits you back you have to again pull yourself up and say no you you are worth a lot uh, you know what you're doing you are good at what you do and most of the skills doesn't matter if your background was teaching a lot of those skills are transferred into any industry really it doesn't really matter because you do have those interpersonal skills that are important in any industry you do have the ability to analyze you do have the ability to organize yourself because if you don't have all of that you can't be a teacher so i said no i have got all of those skills it i just need a foot in the door somewhere to just get myself started and i i kept persisting 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 i i don't i can't even remember the number of jobs i may have applied to wow i can't even remember so um finally um and whether one can admit it or not you do require someone who can vouch for you or yes. say that no take her on board she'll be actually good and finally i found a friend who could vouch for me and i got a job in westpac of all the places imagine that i mean i hear i'm thinking <laughs> just give me a job as a checkout chick i'm happy to do that too and then i get to work in one of the biggest banks so that was that was brilliant though but that all comes through constantly um comes to not giving up on what you want to do that that's how it it just transpired So do you feel then that your meditation practice that you started when you were four was part of what gave you that strength and resiliency just to keep because moving to a new country I can't imagine what that's like I I was born in Australia and I'm still yeah. here um I am a first generation Aussie though my parents did have to to come to Australia and my husband was born in India as well yeah. um I can't imagine what that's like but I can I, I guess there's a lot of resilience in that 
in, and yeah. a lot of strength to come to a country and start again, essentially, especially when your your qualifications aren't really recognised and all this work and experience you have is not recognised. So do you feel it was a meditation practice? Was there other things that helped increase your strength and resilience? Um, yes, meditation practice is one of the biggest, biggest things. Um, another thing that I missed out on saying before I came to Australia, I lived for a year in France where oh. I was teaching as well. So imagine not, not having to, not being able to rec recognize all of that experience that I had. And that was something you know, recognize that I've, I've taught in another country besides my own as well. So wow. that was something that was really eating, eating me up inside. Um, and best part is that most of them just wanted someone who's a native speaker of the language. Now, India is recognized as a native speaker of English. And um, to be to be said, to be told that is, yeah. it's quite, um, quite odd. <laughs> my husband was told the same thing. Do you speak Australian? And my husband looked at them and said, I speak English. Isn't that what you speak here? <laughs> exactly. Came. And if at all, we may speak much more better gram grammatically, it's better Yes. Uh, probably spellings are better because we learn it a little bit more formally. So, um, but then having, having been told that is really, was really hard. And yes, my meditation practices and in general, accepting the reality for now, that can't be your reality forever. Yes, this is my reality now. I've, I have to accept that. Okay. And then, then say to myself, how can I move on from this one? And then, then you move on from that. And then a next step becomes your next reality. So it does, it's not, it's your reality is always going to be a moving target, isn't it? It's never going to be, it's never going to be set in stone. That is so powerful what you just yeah. said, accepting the reality of now. I think yeah. if we, if more of us do that, it takes us yeah. out of anxiety and depression and it brings us to what is here right now. Yes. Let me accept this right now. Yes. Yeah. And, and that gives you the clarity then on how to move forward. That's right, because then the problem does not remain a problem as such. It starts, you start looking at the solutions. Okay, this is the problem. What can I do next? How can I modify? For example, in my case, how do I modify my CV? What do I, what do I keep away so that I don't come across overly qualified? What can I put in? So I'm not exactly saying a lie, but I'm just modifying according to what's required for the hour. And then you keep working towards what you really want to achieve. So when you accept your reality for now, things become so much more calmer. You become calm. It's the emotion part of it is taken away. It's I love no that. longer an emotion attached to that. You know, it becomes a bit more practical. It becomes tangible. It becomes, uh, you can start finding solutions for it. I love that. We are going to have to go into a short break, but I really, I love what you're saying and I'm really excited to be talking to you. So we are going to into short, oh, let me say that again. We are going into a short break now. You are listening to the Happiness Hour where today I have the beautiful Pooja Kelka, founder of Realign You. We'll be chatting some more with Pooja after this short break. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel good feeling to every day. You're listening to Yawa Radio. We are your truly wellness and happiness station. We are proud to have partnered with the Jordan Legacy, who are preventing suicide by improving mental well-being. Globally, more people die by suicide every year than from cancer, heart disease and diabetes combined. In 2016, the World Health Organization 
their data counted 800,000 suicide deaths, one every 40 seconds. And with suicide rates rising in many countries, including the UK, over the past four years, total global suicide deaths will now be more than one billion per year. The Jordan Legacy mission is to improve people's mental well-being and the support available, to reduce people's sense of social isolation, to encourage the development of a kind society and help people feel a sense of achievement and contentment because of who they are, not what they have or don't have. If you'd like more information, visit thejordanlegacy.com. That's thejordanlegacy.com. Yawa Radio, for your well-being and happiness. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour, where today I have the wonderful Pooja Kalka, founder of Realign You. And before the break, we were chatting to Pooja about her, her move to Australia and the challenges that she's faced. And she said something really powerful but just before the break about accepting the reality of now and how that helped her move forward. But what I want to ask you now is I know you're having an impact on the world and it's evident just by our conversation before the break. You know, you you really do live what you preach because I could, I could hear it in your voice before yes. all the things we spoke about before the break. But now let's get into what you're actually doing in the world. Well, my biggest uh, aim now is to show people that whatever their reality is for now, it's not going to be there forever. That change is possible. Change is possible. Having Making a change within yourself, either personal life or professional life, whatever it might be in your relationships, in, in your relationships with your partner, your children, doesn't matter, your friends, it's not something that defines them that the change is possible, that the change is within their control, their life is within their control, and also to help them and to empower them to understand that it's not their fault that they cannot, they haven't realized this up till now. It's, it's not, they should not feel guilty for not knowing what to do because not everybody knows everything. They have a superpower in one thing, but not in this. So that's what I would like to show everyone that just because you haven't been able to achieve something, it that's not what defines you. That is just one part of your, your life that you haven't been able to get. That's okay. That can be worked on. Um, and then you can always move on from there. But look at all that you've achieved. A lot of the times we forget what we've achieved throughout our life. We forget to make a list. If if I were to ask my client, list things that you have succeeded at, they hardly can put down two or three things in their list. <clears throat> but when you send them back and, and ask them to really dig deep and make a list, they will come back with 15 or 16 more. Um, and that's very powerful because that starts showing you that you are not exactly a failure. Just because you failed at one thing does not mean your entire life is a failure. And that's very empowering, I think. And that helps people to move forward and move ahead and stop, stop them to kind of get stuck in that one spot and get stuck with that one failure. And then it's, it's an amazing thing when you see that sparkle in, the light, in their eyes and they say, oh, my God, now I get it. <laughs> that <laughs> oh, kind of a feeling. <laughs> you must love changing people's lives like oh that. Oh, my God. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And also, 
lately what I've found is I could talk to people about meditation, but for a very long time, it was all about, it was all about woo woo. People didn't think that it actually helped them because there's no tangible difference that you can have a look at and things like that. But with my, with my, um, with what I've recently studied with the neurochain method is there are actually studies which, which look at the brain, you know, they look at the brain waves, the parts of your brain, and you can actually see the parts of the brain that actually change because of regular mindfulness practices or meditation practices. And that's so empowering when you actually show people that, hey, this is what your brain does. And that's why you see these changes. So that's a very powerful message, I think, that you can bring to the world, that these practices do work and they actually show physical changes that make you do things that will help you going forward. So I find that extremely empowering. That's wonderful. So is that what the NeuroChange Method's about? Is it about meditation or is it about more than that? It's, it's, a, it's a lot more than that. It's about tapping into your subconscious to allow your conscious mind to to function the way you want it to function. It's it's about finding that uh, symphony between the subconscious and your conscious, um, tapping into your subconscious to be able to um, get rid of the blocks that you might have going forward, um, looking deeply into your beliefs about yourself, your mindset, and how can you affect your mindset with different dif- uh, with mindfulness practices, and it's it's an entire array of of um, of abilities that you can take along with you to affect change in your life, even though it's through small tiny steps. Another thing that we t- tend to forget is that. When you, when you try to make a massive change in the one go, it does not work. It's allowing yourself and being kind to yourself that this is not going to be an overnight thing. This is going to be a journey and it's always a journey. I'm not, I have not reached perfection yet. And it's, it's stupid to assume that you will be perfect. And what's the definition of perfect to begin with, right? You need to you need to be in competition with yourself, not with the outside world. And that's what I like to bring to them, that be a better person today, even 0.5% better than what you were yesterday. That in itself is a step towards, towards a better you going forward. So that's very important to understand that the tiny incremental changes are the ones that are going to make those big changes happen. And that's something that I really love to talk to people about. I, I love it and you and I love the choice of words. I, I, I had to write down when you said to me this you work between the symphony between the conscious and the subconscious mind. I yes. love the languaging with that because you know the, the conscious and the subconscious mind do need to work together. And it is I've never heard it explained that way, but I love the symphony because it is. It's a it's a musical, you know, symphony yes. is music and it's, yes. it's constant yes. communication. Yes, it is. It's a dance between your subconscious and your conscious. You need to be able to listen to both. Yes, you have to stay in the conscious world. You can't constantly live in your subconscious mind because you've got to function. You've got a duty towards your your family, your, your surroundings, your friends and everything. And that's your conscious mind. But if you occasionally allow yourself to listen to your subconscious, you'll find that your conscious mind is a lot more efficient. So it has to be a dance between going back inside, coming back outside. It has to be that beautiful 
I don't know, vaults or whatever you want to call it. It has to be a beautiful thing where you can go back inside, assess yourself, come back out and show your beautiful self back into the, your conscious world. And that's very important to do. So I find that and uh, that so important to be able to achieve that. Yeah, and even becoming aware that we need to do that. I think some people yes. aren't even aware that there can be that dance between the two. Yes. So you're, you're clearly bringing the awareness in that both need to, to dance with each other. Yes, very important because unless you've understood your, your inside yourself, inside what your subconscious really is all about, you are constantly going to be, uh, you're not going to be in congruence with your conscious self either, mm. right? You're, so one thing I've also learned is that if your actions are not in line with your beliefs, your beliefs will always take over, which means yes. that they are constantly, the two things are constantly fighting against each other. But how beautiful would it be when both of these things are in congruence? You're doing exactly what you believe in and then, that becomes like a, like you're in a flow state. It's you're living with purpose, not by default. And that flow state starts happening. You constant, you, you feel that everything is effortless. I you want to try and be in that effortless situation once in a while, but that comes through being effortful as well. Unless you're effortful, the effortlessness does not happen. For a little while, you have to be effortful to achieve that effortlessness as well. So that's what I like to bring to people and understand, make them understand that, yes, you're putting an effort towards a change right now, but a few day, few months, few years down the line, all that is going to be effortless. Oh, I love it. It just becomes automatic. And that is so true. It's, it's just like going to the gym. If you want to lose weight, you have to go and do the exercise. And when you start, it's always harder to start getting up and going to the gym and lifting those weights or running, running that, whatever you're running. But over time, that gets easier. And it's the same with the mind, isn't it? At the start, it may feel daunting and overwhelming, but every little step makes a change. And I love that living on purpose, not in a default state is... I guess that's everybody's dream, isn't it? To just live yes, in that state where we're just, we're, we're not just existing in life, we're really living. Really living. And that's very important, right? Um, animals live every day. We don't know whether they live on purpose or by default, right? We are a part of the animal world, but that's what makes us human. We can choose to live on purpose. We can choose to live by our beliefs. We can choose to live, uh, choose to be happy, how beautiful is that? It's a choice. It's not something that something outside external of you can make you feel. You have to decide one day that you are going to be happy. And Absolutely. Very important to understand that. And one thing I heard very recently, very powerful, um, that you can't wait for your life to be less difficult to then choose to be happy. Yeah, life is always going to be difficult. And that's the beauty of life again. You know, if your life is simple, what do you live for? You yes. live for the challenges in life, isn't it? You live for the bumps and troughs and peaks and uh, all of that. And once you decide that doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to be happy. All of that becomes easy and effortless. So that's very important to remember. I love that. And I, yeah, I absolutely love that. We are going to have to go into a short break, but wow, that, 
this section just now. So many nuggets of gold in that. I absolutely loved that. So we are going into a short break. You are listening to the Happiness Hour today. I have the wonderfully inspirational Pooja Kelka, founder of Realign You. Looking forward to chatting with Pooja some more after this short break. This is Yawa Radio, your station for well-being and happiness. Everything begins with an idea. But how do you turn the idea into a brand? Brand to Markets Pick and Mix Brand and Marketer Solutions provide the services you need to help your business thrive at a cost that won't break the bank. For more information, visit brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. That's brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. Turn your idea into a brand with Brand to Market. Yawa Radio, for your well-being and happiness. Be happy, be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour. Today I am joined by the wonderfully inspirational... Pooja Kalka, founder at Realign You. I am loving this conversation today. <laughs> so much before the break that we were talking about, the symphony between our conscious and subconscious, that, you know, living on purpose rather than living in a default state. And there was something else that we, you mentioned towards the end too, was comp- that we we learn to be in competition with ourselves and not with the extern- external world, which is so powerful. Yeah. But what I want to ask you now, because you, you're clearly – very, you, you know what you're doing. We're talking about challenges before the break. You're a mother of two teen daughters yeah. so, and you're running a business. How do you look after your mental and emotional well-being through through everything you do? Because dealing with clients every day, you need to make sure you look after you, don't you? Yes, you definitely need to look after you because unless you fill your own cup, you can't, you can't fill somebody else's. So for me, the very important thing to do is to, um, meditate. That's my absolute go-to. That's uh, that's a non-negotiable. My other non-negotiable is I have to exercise in the morning every day. So I I do personal training three days a week, and then I go for walks other days of the week. Um, that's very important to me. Going for walks. Um, uh, I don't I don't give that up for anything or anybody. And yes, obviously chatting with friends and. Um, family that's very important as well I have my weekly video call with my parents to make sure they are fine that's very important my sister lives in the UK um, I need to speak to her as well it's very important and for me another thing big thing is to read I have to read at least half an hour before I go to bed something that is going to uh, fill my uh, my cup as well uh, that's very important to me so these are the few little things that I absolutely love doing. And another thing that is big for me is cooking. I love to cook. Um, the daily cooking is less inspirational. <laughs> that is, the inspirational stuff comes over the weekend. <laughs> What's your That's favorite dish? Do you have um, a favorite dish to cook? Not really. I love to bake, funnily enough. I love to bake. So if I'm feeling inspirational over the weekend, I'll find something to bake. Um, and whatever, whatever I feel... Uh, at the time, uh, depending on the ingredients that I have at home, I'll just whip up something. But um, I don't 
I don't mind cooking. I like cooking. It, it's something that I love doing. It's again one of those things that um, you can do effortlessly without really thinking about things and then you can have all of these thoughts flow through you which is wonderful so I love doing that <laughs> and it's interesting you mentioned cooking because it is you know you can cook because you have to and you can do it in a state of oh I need to get this cooking done I'm rushed or you can actually stop and enjoy the process of cooking yes and it's a conscious decision isn't it because yes. you're going to do it anyway so yes how you choose to do it makes a big difference yes and then you try to find a way to innovate the same dish as you go along <laughs> so that it doesn't taste the same each time because then that can get quite boring. <laughs> and, if, and the family, oh, it's that thing again. It's as long as... <laughs> so you can actually innovate and find your artistic self in it as well as you go along and try to modify it as you... Or maybe this spice will taste better this time or, you know, maybe that ingredient will taste better this time and you just try to innovate and go along. It is so much fun. <laughs> I love it. And, and the other thing that was very clear when you were sharing what you do to look after yourself was how important that the things you do are non-negotiables. It's just something you do every day. Yes. You're meditating every day. You're exercising every day. You're reading. There are things that you will do every day. And I think that's the key putting yourself first and putting those things that you know feed your soul or, or, or fill your cup because you can't give from an empty cup and you're, you're already saying, right, this is my non-negotiables. Yeah. And, and that's something that we can train our family to understand, you know, yes. we can, un our husbands, our, our partners, our kids, okay. this is my time and this is non-negotiable. Yep. And we lead by example, don't we? Yes, that's true. And that's not a selfish thing to do mm. because the family needs to understand that not you're not just a mum, a wife, a sister, a daughter. You are a human being in your own right and you are a person in your own right. And like they have priorities, you have priorities too. And that for certain things, things will have to work, just, just have to work around that. And that's okay to do because... Um, I come from a country, especially being a woman from a country which is highly patriarchal. Yep. Um, you find that you, you men, women especially are meant to feel constantly guilty if they go and do something for themselves. And that's not, that's something that I want to teach to break out of as well. It's not something that you have to feel guilty. And somehow women are always men meant to feel guilty if they're taking time for themselves, if they're not being a mom, if they're not being a wife, if they're not being a daughter. It's just, <laughs> that's not how, it's not a fun way to live. No. You have to, if you like to do something, do it guilt-free, do, do it freely, do it with all the fun and uh, adoration of that particular activity, I feel. It's very important, very, very important. That's powerful. Do it with the adoration. I love that. Be yes. in that moment and love what yes. you're doing. Yes. That is fantastic. We are going to go into another short break. You are listening to the Happiness Hour, where today we have the wonderfully inspirational Pooja Kelka, founder of Realign You. Looking forward to chatting with Pooja after this short break. This is Yawa Radio, the well-being and happiness station. With feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. This is Yower Radio. Now, are you a parent? Have some of your children maybe going through challenging times? 
Well, we've got great news for you. We have a program called Parent Talk uh, with Libby Steggles Gin. It is the second Wednesday of every month at 8 p.m. BST, right here on Yawa Radio. Libby shares some wonderful information about parenting and answers your questions as well. So if you have a question about parenting that you'd like to put to Libby, then why don't you email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. That's studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Parent Talk with Libby Steggles Gin, the second Wednesday of every month at 8pm BST, right here on Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour, where today I am joined by the wonderful Pooja Kelka from founder of Realign You. And we have had a wonderful conversation today. We have talked about so many different things. There have been so many really wonderful things that Pooja has shared with us today. And I'm at a loss to sort of share them all, but I'll share a few of them, that we need to be in competition with ourselves and not the outside world, that we that Pooja helps people to be to live on purpose and not in a default state. And you get to that state effortlessly, but by being effortful for a period of time. There's, there's so much that Pooja has shared. And towards the end, when we're talking about what she does in her own life to look after herself, the key thing is making sure you put yourself first and you feed fill your own cup. And you do that with love. You do that with adoration, without guilt, because we are quite often we're in a society where spending time in ourselves, we're told that it's, you know, you can't do that. And we feel guilty if we take time out for ourselves. I love everything. And there is so much in what we've chatted about today. What I'd like to ask you, I know we've, we've chatted and you've given tips along the way. Do you have any tips you'd like to remind our listeners of or any extra tips that you'd like to share with our listeners? One thing I would just like to say to them is that uh, feel empowered. Because if you're not being able to say, for example, uh, not try to not have a cup of uh, a, a glass of wine at the end of the evening because you don't have the willpower, but don't feel guilty for that because uh, you don't have an unlimited supply of willpower throughout the day, right? You've used your willpower in everything that you've done from the morning till the evening, and you can occasionally not have the willpower to to not reach for the glass of wine or a piece of chocolate. On those odd occasions, be kind and just say, hey, this is what I need now and that's what I'm going to do. Or if you've said to yourself that, you know, you've you've had a very difficult day, you've had to make decisions all the time and you just want to order pizza, go ahead and do it and do it without feeling guilty. So my point is that if you want to do something which is, which is probably not from what you decided that, that you're going to do. That's fine. We are all humans. Once in a while, we just have to listen to our hearts rather than our minds and don't feel guilty. Be kind to yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Be kind to yourself. That's, that's one thing we fail to do. We are kind to everybody around us, but to ourselves. So yeah. change, change the language around what, how you speak to yourself. It's okay. It's, um, you can you can fall you can you can falter you can make mistakes but the main thing is that you remember that yes you've made a mistake but tomorrow i'll i'll start again tomorrow is a new day and I, that's yeah. what i'm going to do 
<laughs> that is so wonderful. And and again, you touched on another powerful point there about willpower. That sometimes we do we run out of willpower by the end of the yes, day yes. if we've been and we do have a finite amount of willpower and it's okay yes. at the end of the day. Yeah. To let that go. Yeah. And just be in that space and not feel guilty and just love ourselves through it. And a good night's sleep can help boost that willpower in the morning. And yes. so that is so important to remind people. So that's a wonderful yeah. tip. Thank you for that. Yeah. Very welcome. Love it. <laughs> now, I have loved our conversation today, Pooja, and I know that people are going to want to reach out to you. How can where can they find you? Well, I I do have an Instagram handle at Realign You, so follow me there. I do have a Facebook uh, page too. I, uh, it's the same name as my company. That's Realign You. So just remember, it's the spelling is a play on words. So it's R E A L I N E. So it's pretty much Realign You. So real you Realign You. So that's what it is. So if you type L I G N, it's not going to come up. <laughs> that's just what I want to re, uh, remind people. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well with my name. I'm on LinkedIn too. So whichever method suits anybody, you can find me there. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I have loved our conversation. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun chatting with people who kind of get what you say as well. So it's fun. I hope people take away something from this and can implement little things in their life from just listening to this. And if they need oh, anything more, they can reach out. There, there truly has been nuggets throughout this whole conversation. And even I know we talked about tips at the end, but really listening to your whole story, there were tips throughout the whole the whole conversation. Yes. So I think every time we chatted, there was something in there that yeah. that I think will resonate with our listeners. So thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Okay, so thank you to our listeners for listening today. You can check out Yawa Radio's full program schedule at yawaradio.co.uk online 24-7. Check it out. Great shows there. If you would like more information about how I'm helping increase the happiness in the world, you can check out my website at empoweredhappiness.com. And finally, a big thank you to you, our listeners, for taking the time out today to listen to the Happiness Hour. This is Yawa Radio, your well-being and happiness radio station. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. <laughs>